Welcome to 12 Rows Back, where we bring you footy from the fans' perspective. Uh, bye weeks are done. We're over that garbage of six games, Thursday night footy, and then one game on a Sunday between, uh, what was it today, 15th and, and 11th. Uh, as I welcome my co-host, Tom. How, how are you travelling, Tom? You, you going all right? Yeah, yeah, look, going all right. Probably a few uh, fans that I know that have been you know, you've been pretty quiet over the weekend. Can't blame you for that, which we'll obviously cover. But, yeah, geez, I am glad to be uh, rid of these bye weeks. I think just spreading it out over three weeks, disastrous. Just give us a week off next year. Give uh, Grassroots a go and we'll, we'll move on. Because, yeah, it's, it's felt long this... Uh, it's felt like we've been... I guess it's been over a month. I know it's only three weeks, but it is. It has felt long these buys. I'll tell you that much. So, I'm I'm keen to get into footy, and I know we're going to get into round 14. But geez, round 15 is a real ripper of a round. So, look, they've made some mistakes with the buys, but we've got some great games uh, ahead of us. But yeah, we'll stick to round 14 because I'll tell you, there's a few teams allergic to the top four, and my, mine amongst them, Seb, this weekend. Yeah, there was only one top eight team that won. Only one yeah. team that started the week in the top eight that won, and that was Geelong, who played West Coast in 18th. So, yeah, um, nice little one to get to give them off a bye. I don't think they've got a great record off the bye. So, yeah, nice to have the Eagles for the Cats. But yeah, Saints, Sydney, Carlton, they all had chances. They did, they did, and some of them you sort of would have expected them to wrap it up and um, secure that spot in the eight. But um, disappointing for them all. But it. It brings us into next week when you do have, I think every team's within four ladder spots of each other in their games, which just makes it a very winnable style of styles of footy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this says enough about the buys that we've had enough of the buys, and we're looking ahead to a full round in round fifteen. That that's where we're at with these games. That's how much it appealed. But yeah, it it, it was yeah funny old round, a shocker for the tipsters. I think uh, it was a round I thought I could get a little gap in my tipping, and I think I might have gone back to the pack because, you know, the Sydney, you know, blew it. Saints definitely blew it. Carlton, even that was an upset. Uh, you know, you, you, maybe a few got sucked in by the the Giants. There's just results all over. I mean, results all over the shop. Even I guess the Suns being consistent and getting a win. You know, that that's a turn up for the books really but yeah it was although I thought the Suns was one of the more gettable tips of the round I've only tipped two there you go Tom yeah a tough round no I, 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 I mean that in like Giants it's yeah oh no I tipped them as well no as in you know the, the Suns should have won this game and they won it but that's not something we've said about them in their existence that uh, we're expecting them to win and they actually win so well, hang on, yeah, that, that, hang on. Let's go back in time. I think I was the one who said I think they might make the eight this year. Oh, look, I'll, I'll give you that, even though you only said it last week. But uh, in their history, you can't have said they've been expected to win too often. Maybe 2014 before Ablett's shoulder, you might have claims for. But oh, and, uh, and the week he came back that year, it was against North. He had 30 and kicked three. Um, yeah, so look, sprinklings. But uh, you look, they got the job done. But look... Thursday night, where are you sitting with it? We got 50,000 this time, majority Carlton, because uh, they like to turn up unlike the yellow and black, and and we saw a, a, a pretty solid game. Yeah. That might be generous. It, it, <laughs> was it solid, or, or is that generous? Um, no, I mean, it, it was a contest. It was on. Um, the rain was on. Wet weather footy. You sort of... I thought the Tigers played to the conditions a lot better than 
than Carlton did. The Tigers' game plan traditionally probably suits the weather footy as they sort of just get it forward, get it on the boot, get it moving, and then forward pressure, forward pressure. Um, there were times where Carlton tried to be just... I thought they overused the handball in the first half. Um, and they sort of... They kept coming at them, but, I mean, it was sort of put it in a time machine back two years ago. The Blues kept coming, but Richmond sort of had the answers all night and were able to get away with it with a very good win given where Carlton are at this year. And, and um, it, it, it's not worrying signs for the Blues, but they could have won that and gone equal top of the ladder. Yeah, that, that's that's how close it is. How good is that in our season? But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It, it felt like once it sort of dried up isn't the right term because it was still pretty wet underfoot late in the game. But I think as the, you know, as the game went on and, and yeah, I guess it dried up a bit. The Blues got uh, a bit better run. Uh, I know, Seb, we've got Carlton mates that, you know, questioning big, uh, big H, big Harry, but Geez, he, he just put the team on his shoulders with those three goals and, and just took them with. That's why you go the big forwards and that's why he is a star of our competition. Don't worry about that. But uh, it was about, it was a, I think it, for me it was like back to the old Carlton. So, you know, obviously that controversial touched. Uh, Nunes having that snap, got him back to three points, reviewed, you know, touched eight points, Richmond run it up the end and, and kick a goal. Uh, you know, that that's sort of old Carlton for me in the fact that they let them do that. You know, I, I'm picturing Vossi's, you know, he steeled them up a bit, got them playing better footy, a bit more resilient and, and not leaking, that kind of thing. Like, that's something we would have expected Carlton under Teague and Bolton. Uh, and, you know, they cost them the game, basically, because they just couldn't get a sniff in, in those conditions after, uh, you know, getting a two-goal break. But, yeah, that, that sort of summed it up for me. And, and, yeah, they've let a winnable game slip. And I guess, could you give Richmond a scalp for this? Is this a scalp for them? Uh, how do you look at it? It's a scalp coming into the game in, in some ways, but they're, they're a game behind Carlton. It's fifth versus sixth if they played right now. So is it a scalp? I don't know. The, the, the challenge for Richmond... the best win the Tigers have had, I reckon, but yeah. Well, yeah, the challenge for Richmond will be this weekend playing the Cats. I know it's at their beloved yeah. MCG, but um, the... The Cats have been playing well most yeah. of the year and they're probably a more reliable side than Carlton are. How long that'll be the case for, I don't know. But um, the Tigers have played well in patches here or there throughout the year. They need to do it again and back it up and prove that there's something uh, there's something there more than just sort of recapturing a flame and, and having a good game. I mean, I, I still don't. I still don't trust them. This is the Richmond of old. Yeah, they they don't have that that feel as it. You know, yeah, I know what you mean. That sort of um, you know invincible, tough to beat uh, feel about them. I guess yeah, they're they're vulnerable on their day. I mean, you know, it was a good win without Dusty. You'll give them that. But oh, how many did Carlton have out, Tom? Well, exactly. So, and you know, you wouldn't want to see sort of Lynch. I feel like they're not as prepared. You know, Carlton are standing up. I guess to a degree you know, without some of these names. But I feel like if Richmond got the same sort of run, it's really going to bring them back to the pack. They basically need a fully fit best 22 to be, you know, pushing deep into the finals for mine. Yeah, oh yeah, they're, they're not pushing deep. I, 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 
I'd be very suspect of them pushing deep, but um, they're now in that glut of teams that are eight and five. There's four teams from fifth, from four, sixth to ninth, eight and five. Carlton had a chance to be ten and three. They're still nine and four. Which, yeah, if you come, if I come to almost any AFL fan and say your team will be nine and four after thirteen weeks, you'll sign up for that straight away. Take it, absolutely. Well. <laughs> We'll have to get into it as uh, as we get closer to the fi- uh, closer to the finals, but it really looks like it's going to be a year where thirteen wins is going to get you into the eight. Twelve might not get it done. It is now, that close. How you've been doing your ladder predictors since what about round three or four? <laughs> been giving it a run. Trust me, I gave it a run uh, post Friday night. Don't worry about that. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But I was going to ask you, what did you think of uh, Shay Bolton giving a little bit of cheek? Uh, good for footy. Pull your head in. Where do, where do you sit with it? No, that's good for footy. Bit of a, yeah, I've got I, it. I you don't come and get me. I love it. I love it's that. Characters in the game. Uh, that's what I like. We, you, you don't want to turn him into a, I guess, a robot. He plays on instinct. That's what you want. Yeah. Me, look, if you want to do it and flaunt it, do it. You just got to be prepared for those instances where you lose the game or you you show the ball and you drop it or do something silly like that. Um, that's the risk, but yeah, it, why not? Come with me, boys. Come and get it. You can't That's catch me. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, of course, Hardwick was going to pull his head in, but you know, we know where Dimmer played his career. He was a hard as nails half back type. They don't get too many of those showboating opportunities. So, yeah, I, I didn't mind seeing it. And next time they play, he'll absolutely cop it from Carlton fans. He wouldn't want to make a mistake against them. So it just set something up. So I, I actually didn't mind it either. No, I, I don't think many fans minded it. I think the the corporate types and the media types seem to dislike it, but I reckon they're losing touch with the fans. Uh, let's let's grade this one, Tom. A distinction for the Tigers and a fail for the Blues? Yeah, perfect. I'm, I'm more than happy to give that. I think, yeah, Richmond have shown this is probably their best win of the year. Counting a little bit under man, which probably brings it back from the HD, but uh, distinction for sure, and... Yeah, look, a lot of injuries for the Blues, but they still had a pretty good team out there. Lots of their A-class midfielders, so yeah, it's a fail. Yeah, definitely. All right, now if I um, if I have the patience, I'll edit in a drum roll here. But uh, <laughs> Friday night footy, St Kilda taking on the Bombers at Marvel Stadium, happy hunting ground. Uh, what's 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 going on? I, f- I found some Bombers fans resurrected from the dead. This week, I hadn't heard a peep from them for ten weeks, and suddenly they're out and about. They have come from anywhere. I guess it is what happens, you know, when when a, you know, the smaller Victorian teams meet, you know, your Melbournes, Bulldogs, Saints, Essendon, Ruse. It is good to get one over uh, your fellow small clubs. So uh, that that's just why I guess they've come from everywhere. The Bombers. This had real shades, actually, Seb. I felt like I'd stepped back in a time machine to last year where they, they belted us by 75. I walked in that day thinking it's going to be a long year if we can't beat this VFL side, and they smashed us by 75. I thought, you know, we're meant to be a top a top four contender, a top eight contender, and we're, and we're playing the Bombers, and I, I went in pretty confident. So it, it, did, uh, it did rock me. It was, yeah, the kind of performance you probably wanted to see last week if you're a Bombers fan uh, in your 150th. Um, but yeah, just just really demoralising. Now, yeah, I'm I'm on the you know the ladder predictor and the live ladder because there's a real trap door out of that eight. And like I said, you need thirteen, and you know you look ahead at your run and and you're getting worried. So it was just one of those ones where you just need to bank the win and move on. And 
it was just disappointing for the Saints because we only played 15 minutes of footy basically in that third quarter. Uh, that was all you could really write home about for us. So, uh, yeah, massively, massively disappointing. I couldn't really tell you a player who had a great game either. You know, it was just... We were down across the board. So, so you I'm, weren't happy with Gresham's 28-3? and three? He'll stay on the list after this, surely. <laughs> you got me there. Look, I, look, all right, fine. We had one player. It, but it, it, it affected the whole... How you look at the whole team. I mean, and in the end, that didn't matter because it didn't... It didn't help us get, well, I mean, it did help us get closer, but that, that was probably the one shining light. I mean, you could pick out moments, but I, I, I feel wrong picking out positives because it was just, it just wasn't a great game for us. We gave them a sniff early and they ran with it. You know, there was one goal four to zip before we even knew it. And then, yeah, you, you give a young side a couple of couple of outs, a bit of space and, and get let them get their confidence up and... Yeah, they just ran away with it. You know, we had a few blokes uh, who just didn't go anywhere near the Essendon backman and they just ran it out of the back line with ease. And uh, we just had no wings and no shape and they just ripped us to shreds. So, so were there some positives yeah. for the Bombers maybe we could go into or we just go negative on the Saints? I'm happy to do either. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, like I said, a few few blokes that uh, got loose. Jake Kelly down back, he had no one near him all night and absolutely... Uh, racked it up uh i didn't hear too much of it because i was in a saints area but i know some of the bombers fans i know that went to the game uh we're getting around massimo uh d'ambrizio if i'm saying that right probably not uh he he was an excitement for sh machine for them uh you know mason redmond they got him plenty of footy um yeah i could keep going on i feel like they just had winners all over the park jai caldwell he was another one so uh, yeah, hats off to the Bombers. This is their best win in a long, long time. So uh, they'll they'll ride home about this one and uh, just wish it was a whole season of this because if they can produce it on a Friday night under the lights, they can do it for uh, more than one week. So that's their new standard. Yeah, uh, I'll certainly, certainly be happy with the win. Um, it's, a diff it's a difference having Fords in there that can kick goals. So you've got Stringer, who's bobbed up with a couple. Harry Jones loves a couple. playing the Saints Stringer. I'll tell you that much. We plays one game in f every month, every four weeks. <laughs> well, it seems to so be when, he when he's not injured. Us. When he's not injured, he plays one really well every sort of two or three weeks. So um, that was good. I mean, Sam Draper's bobbed up with two, and he he's been MIA most of the year. Um, look, the, all this means for Essendon is a great win on Friday night. It's a question of. What do you do next week? And I know they play, this is interesting, they play West Coast the second game on the Friday night. Oh, we've gone back to the double Friday Tom, night. Can we just have a We've got round? a floating fixture, and everyone's talking about how good this round is because everyone's close in ladder position. What games do you think they got on Friday night with the floating fixture? Hawthorne oh, Bulldogs is the Victorian game, and then West Coast Essendon at 8.40 or 8.50, whatever it is. Bloody hell, that's, that's a fair swing and a miss on that Friday night with some of the games we've got this round. Uh, not too late to switch up the floating fixture. Jeez. No, but it, it, it'll be a genuine Super Saturday. 5th verse 3rd, 4th verse 6th, 7th verse 8th. That'll be shaping the 8 for sure. Genuine finals type, uh, you know, that's a Saturday in week 1 of September sort of stuff. Um yeah, so, look, yeah, that, that's the challenge now for the Bombers. They've shown that they can play at that level. It was just 
it was the perfect Bombers game. I, I'm, I definitely think they have they haven't played be- they haven't played this well for a long, long time. And they it, look, you're going to laugh at me here, but we have two unheralded names, Mason Wood and Daniel McKenzie. They're not household Tom, names, but no, no, nah, nah, just hear Tom. me out here. Just hear me out. They, I mentioned the wings, so they structure us up on the wings. I'm not saying they're superstars, but the ease that the Bombers moved the ball out of their defensive 50 into their forward line was was disgracefully easy. And I'm not saying those blokes would have won us the game. I'm just saying we just structured up poorly and they just we fell apart, basically. So I, I think that's on Ratton for, for his coaching. We, we brought in Jack Billings, who just wasn't accountable for, you know, I guess the defensive half of his wing. Uh, and Hunter Clark should never play in the back line. He's a midfield jet, so we're, we're wasting him down there. Uh, a couple of those moves, losing your wings, you lose your shape, and it went pear-shaped, and the Bombers had a field day. So just a little observation, not not saying that they're household so superstars. The, uh, but uh, who's the development coach down there? This is a good question. Uh, we added Enright, Ruffy does the forwards, Slade does the... Rucks, you, you, you've tested me here, but that's all right. It's not overly important. But if you can't find someone to, to take over Mason Woods' position or Mackenzie's position, your list—that's well, what I'm saying. Your list isn't as strong as you think it is, and you, you should be developing players to do that. Because I tell no, you, yeah, I watched Mason it. Wood for a long time. <laughs> he ain't it. Oh, no, I know that. I'm not saying he's a star. I'm just saying, yeah, it was disappointing to see that losing your structure because of just one player out like it's the old Clarko isn't it one soldier out one soldier in we just didn't do that and collapsed as a result so that was really disappointing um, and oh man we have some forward line issues as well Seb so yeah, <laughs> there's so plenty to work on let, let's cut to that well yeah cut to that we'll cut to that and we'll loop back to a grade we did get a mailbag in and we've sort of been a little slack on some of the mailbags so apologies to other I was caught, about to call them readers. Don't know why I was going to readers. Um, <laughs> but we will get to those. Um, does the success of the Saints rely on one man, Max King? It's from our man, Shema. Um, we're happy to have him back on the podcast as well. He hasn't been back since the D's won the flag. Yeah, um, he's drummed up that undefeated year. There's no other um, threats down there. So while he can win one-on-one, he's continuously competing two-on-one. Membry has been a good servant. He's in the leadership group. However, the lack of depth down back means that he's swung down there most weeks, which exposes King to multiple defenders. If the goals aren't from out the back tip rats, and Max isn't <laughs> kicking them, then they can't kick a score. Give the Saints fans a solution, which could turn their season around, please, because it can't get much worse than a loss to the Bombers. Yeah, well, he's not, not wrong about that part of it. That. That's a stinger losing to, uh, like I said, a small team like the Bombers. But uh, he is completely right. And we've been seeing it play out for weeks. Max is just getting triple teamed every week. That's basically the the defensive go-to for teams now. Just triple team him. I mean, the Bombers sent uh, Jordan Ridley, who's an all right player, down onto him and, and, you know, flooded him with a... Helped him out with a couple of extra defenders. So he was just always outpointed. So that makes his life easy for Ridley. Uh, he doesn't have to do too much else, and he didn't. So um, he just needs help, Max. We, I mean, I'm talking about a bloke called Cooper Sharman, who's you know not a household name either, who sure gives no. us some height, uh, but you know he's he's not going to win us games. So 
we not saying Tom McDonald specifically, but we do need a Tom McDonald type or a Ben Brown type, or another key forward to just take some heat off Max. We sort of need to go down that, I guess, Geelong mould of, you know, the Twin Towers or the, the Carlton mould with the Twin Towers because, yeah, Max just needs a chop out. Um, Higgins has been in and out of the team, so he, he just can't seem to get a consistent run. Was good earlier in the year, but it's faded with the concussions. And, and Butler hasn't been the same since he sort of got worked out in 2020. So he's right. We, we just need options. And, we yeah, we need height, I think, is the thing. Because, uh, you know, yeah, you can't bring in more smalls. Even the mediums are getting overwhelmed. It's, it's that real key forward. And they don't grow on trees, so <laughs> that's going to be hard. So that's what we've got to work out in the back half of the year. I think, look, we've got a couple on the list in the wings, but they're pretty raw. So there's, there might not be someone there this year, and that's a worry. Yeah, well, very, very well answered, Tom. I appreciate you taking that time out. He, he does work hard enough, Max. Does yeah. get around the ground well enough. Yeah, well, oh, I mean, you're the heat map specialist, so you might have to uh, check it out. But he's, Wasn't great. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not venturing venturing much outside of that uh, forward fifty. Um, yeah, it's it's just tricky. It's just yeah, it's put on his head, and he's triple teamed, and then he's hitting the deck. You know, the second efforts might. I'm not querying his fitness, but he just yeah, he just he just needs help, and. You know, it's not going to help him if the Bombers' rebounders are, you know, got space in the forward 50 and he's just chasing them, kicking to each other. Like, that's not that's not going to help him. He can't put too much pressure on there. So he just needs another another hand up there. Yep. I wish so there were two of him, Seb. Well, there, there almost is, Tom. <laughs> but uh, I reckon the way the other mom's going, he might be off. Um, so can I ask a serious question? So as a neutral fan observing this game... I tip St Kilda to win, thinking, well, you're in the eight, you're playing better, should beat this mob Essendon who didn't give a whimper at their 150th celebrations. And it gets to half-time and you're down by 28 points. And it's like, right, well, St Kilda could stand up and, and get on a roll and beat this team, or we can go the other way. And you actually get yourself right back in it. I think scores were level. It was 51 apiece. Yeah. It was 51 apiece at one stage. But then from that point, it was all one-way traffic for the rest of the quarter. And that's sort of where the margin sat. It was just two goals to three in the last quarter. Does it concern you that you weren't able to, once you got some momentum, like really take control of the game? Yeah, that was disappointing. It was uh, shades of round one. We sort of did a similar thing against the Pies. We kind of, in that game, we spent all our tickets just getting back and getting in front in that last quarter and then faded badly. But this one was more concerning because it was... You know, halfway through the third scores level. So the game's up for grabs and there was plenty more game in it. Even if they sort of kicked a couple late in that quarter, you know, do we play a little tempo ball and, you know, go down, you know, a couple of goals down into the last. But we really, really dropped away badly. That That's what really concerned me. Like, it, it was a genuine collapse, really. Like, we just could not stop the bleeding at any stage. I don't know... I mean, I mentioned these no-name wingers. Jack Steele in the middle's a pretty big out, but we do have the inside types to cover for him at least, and they were really found wanting in the middle. Our centre clearance work was poor. So, um, yeah, 
the response wasn't great. Um, you mentioned Draper before. I mean, you know, um, I don't. Darcy Parrish didn't play for the Bombers. Yeah, I know. That's just a, so another don't, one. Another don't little throw jab. Up Jack Thanks Steele. for that. Come on, Tom. No, no. Well, yeah. There you go. That's fair. But uh, you know, Ryder and Marshall. I guess you know they got on the scoreboard and they they took marks around the ground, but we just couldn't quite. We couldn't get the game we needed out of either of them. I think Rowan Marshall's playing injured, to be fair. He just, just doesn't look right. I mentioned, you know, height up forward. But, geez, once it hits the deck, he, he was really struggling. So, um, yeah, there, there's a, look, there's plenty to work on, but you're only as good as your last game. So you can't throw out the season with one shocking loss. Um, there's just points to look at. And we're going to play some good teams. So if we... Uh, a finals team, then we'll make it, basically, Seb, is what I'm thinking, and, and we'll have to prove it, because yeah. so we're playing a lot of those teams around us uh, coming up. Swans so in those. Sydney? Yep. Are you going to win that? 50-50 oh, might be a stretch, so okay. they'd be favourites, Sydney. Carlton at Marvel? Yeah, that, that's up 50-50. Who's next? You, you're not happy with that? No, uh, Freo at Marvel. Yeah, slightly more than us. I mean, they came and smashed Melbourne, so who knows what Freo will turn up. That's a chance, maybe. You got the dogs at Marvel. Yeah, they're, they're coming back, but you'd, you'd hope that that would be a win. Eagles in Perth. You'd win that one. So that's the first one you've been confident of. Uh, say uh, Hawks at Marvel. Win that one. Cats at GMHBA. Ah, down at the Cattery, good on them. Uh, look, that's doubtful, that one. Oh, that'd be a fair win, that one. Lions they have lost down there this year. Lions at Marvel. Oh, that, that's tough. Swans at Winnable, Marvel. Winnable, though. Swans at Marvel. That's that's your end run to end the year. You've yeah, so I've sort five of... five of them. Yeah, basically. So, look, I've only said two that I'm super confident in, and the rest are really, really up for grabs, basically against other finalists. So whether that uh, helps you, it did... Helped the D's going to September last year, playing a few uh, finals teams in the run-in. But, yeah, look, it, it's tough. Uh, I think the Blues are in a similar position. We've sort of had a softer run, haven't played a whole lot of the top eight. Uh, it's really... These games where you're playing a Swans, a Carlton, a Freo, uh, just must win because they're, they're basically all eight-pointers. I think you said out of that run, we've probably got five eight-point games in that mix. Yeah, but there, there'll be some absolute must-wins and you can build a season to September or build a season to pick nine, finishing ninth. Um, That's the thing. And they're all around us. So, you know, if you can win more than, you know, get on a real run, it could be a top four spot. That's how good it could be. But then, yeah, settle, I mean, if you don't settle. win any of them, then you're, you're 10th like we were last year. So settle, like, it's a yep, trap door. Just settle. So um, we better get back to grading this one, Tom. Yeah, Bombers by 35. Is it a top four after, HD uh, for the Saints again? Uh, no, not quite. They could uh, visit the coordinator for this one, the the Saints. You, you, you can't lose to a team as bad as the Bombers and, and get anything higher than that. Uh, the Bombers, it's it's a HD. I don't think, yeah, like I said, they haven't had a win this good in years. So HD for sure for them. Yep, I'm happy with those grades. That was a, uh, a unexpected result from an outsider's point of view. But, uh, yep, you can't, can't call yourself a finalist and dish that up, Tom. 
Uh, Absolutely. Jeez, if we uh, type stamp that, that might be a record for the coverage of one game. Maybe the Saints ruse a couple of weeks ago, but if we went in depth there, thanks for listening to the listeners about the Saints, although it does take a loss for them to tune in at times. But uh, we appreciate you, Gmail, uh, 12rowsback at gmail.com is what I was going to say for your mailbags. Saturday, Sev, what did you like? What did I like? Tom Hawkins it, kicking his 700th? But do we... <laughs> no, no, sorry. Well, no, no. Well, let's go to the first game, Port right, Sydney. Right. This was this was this was unexpected. I thought the power were done, but they turned up to play and and put a little gap on the Swans. The margin of twenty three points is a little bit more respectable than what it actually was because it was uh, thirty four at uh, three quarter time. Yeah, and until um, the last quarter. Looking through the results this weekend, there's a bit of a theme. The Premiership quarter has uh, got a few teams over the line, and the first was was the power. They just lazy six goals to one in that third quarter with big Charlie Dixon sticking his hand up and, and nabbing a couple for them. So He kicked his just, 300th, I believe. Yeah, the, the 300. I thought he might have kicked more than that, but 300, there you go. It could be 301 um, now, but... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there it is. But that that was all it took. A little burst in the third, and and they got the job done. I mean, we mentioned Dixon, but uh, Todd Marshall was the uh, forward of the day, kicking four. Um, I mean, he, is he developing as he should? Seb, where where's he at at the moment for for the power? I mean, should he be winning their goal kicking next year? I'm not sure where they kind of place him, to be honest. But he had an awesome game, so he's tracking well if he can keep this pace up. Yeah, they've sort of had him. He's been in, he's been out. He still looks far too skinny. Like, he just... I don't know, he's 23, though. He looks yeah, like his body looks like a 20-year-old, but, um, you know, you thought he might have developed a little bit more, but uh, you, you can't complain with the return for four, of four goals against a swan side who is a bit more flairder than these days, but they're generally a dour sort of side to play. Um but they just, yeah, I thought they were going to really take care of business here, Sydney, given what was on the line in the round. Like, you know, a win gets them, again, gets them to in the conversation for top four. Yeah, that's right. But it's that trust thing, isn't it? It's uh, They're on that list. Uh, you, you can trust them to a degree, but then, yeah, they let you down with a loss like this. I mean, Mills, Parker, Heaney were their three best, and they're, you know, three of their established stars. So I'm not sure they got the, probably the spread they wanted uh, from, you know, I guess the young, younger and older part of their list. It was, yeah, I guess those stars, I mean, they do rely on them because they're amazing players, Callum Mills in particular. But they just didn't have an answer, the Swans, for uh, Bonner and Burton coming off the half-back line. They both had field days, and I mean, yeah, you talk about development, they're... Ryan Burton is an absolute ripper. I was still not sure how he snuck his way to Port Adelaide. I don't think he wanted to leave Hawthorne. Uh, they let him slip, and, and he is just a, you know, I think they were playing him up forward a little bit, the Hawks, but he's just settled in on the half-back line nicely. And uh, Riley Bonner, he's another one in and out of the team, but he's got a raking boot, and, I mean, if he can just hold that spot and, yeah, you know, sort of play 50-plus games, he's, you know, he's a, a lock for them going forward. So, yeah, good good signs for the power, but is it too little too late? Oh, it's definitely too little too late if you look at where they are on the ladder. They're still 6-7, and seven, so they're still not even an even win-loss record. Um, 
it doesn't mean they can't have some good wins in the back half of the year and and do some good things and, and get some exposure to players playing maybe playing in different positions or, or structurally do things a little bit differently. Um, I I know I've called for it. We'll wait and see, but there's a decision on the coach given he's out of contract and they seem to be you tailing off where they're hanging at. Hanging on that one. Um, and the, uh, one thing I was interested in looking at the Swans, I, I love watching Buddy and he's, he's kicked one three. Um, Logan McDonald, the the one that got away from North Melbourne, he's not really had a sniff, has he? Yeah, well, statistically struggles when one. Franklin plays. He just doesn't get near it when Big Buddy's there. Just either he's like, get out of, I'm getting out of his way and doesn't get involved or just genuinely isn't being looked at. But he's, he's, he's like a, a Jekyll and Hyde to use that one, you know, with Buddy in and out. He's just a different player. So not sure what they do there, the Swans, because they need to be getting him that experience while Buddy's there because you want to learn off Buddy. But, you know... Like they're not going to drop Buddy so that he can kick four every week. So they've got to work. That's one for them to work out there, the Swans, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and Laddams, he's, he's copped a week for just whacking all he wants in the guts after It was a plain old whack in the ribs, uh, wasn't it? it? It was just a... It's an old school VFL hit. Yeah, I was going to say, see that in the Vaffer on a Saturday morning, not uh, afternoon. That's the real early twos, threes sort of stuff, that one. A little cheapy. My word, uh, my word. Uh, I'm a HD to Port Adelaide and a coordinator for Sydney on this one, Tom. Yeah, wow. A little strong on Sydney. I'll fail them for this one, but uh, yeah, HD for the power for sure. Uh, it, probably their win of the year as well. Uh, that's a statement. You know, yeah, it's getting them closer to the eight, but they're still two games back, but you just got to keep winning. So, yeah, uh, no, If the Swans are serious, they want, they win that. So they're they're in that mix for teams that might play finals and lose week one for me. Um, yeah, next week against your boys. I hate to say this on family derby. I know everyone has yeah, to, it is a family houses to watch these games. Um, the winner will get a spot in the finals, and the loser may not. Well, yeah, it's it's we're talking of it as an elimination final amongst the fans. Week so I'll, fourteen I'll tell elimination that. final. That it's is early. But, uh, yeah. It's it, it is that. Uh, funnily enough, actually, I think uh, Mum and Dad are actually going to Sydney for that one, and Dad might have organised the tickets, and they might be in the St Kilda area, but that's just happened oh, by I thought you were going to say he booked separate rooms. <laughs> nah, just not quite at that level. No, very enjoyable. Uh, so we're, we're halfway through the round, and we're only up to Saturday afternoon, Tom. There's not much left. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, yeah, this is where the round takes a, a slight turn. Uh unless you're following one of these teams. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned it before, Tomahawk kicking 700 in the Cats. Uh, well, they squeaked by the bottom side, the Eagles, in this one. They did, but they have traditionally played very poorly off a bye and getting the win, which is something St. Well, uh, Carlton, <laughs> Sydney couldn't do. The other teams well, true, in the top eight. Throw so, in your, boy, your boys didn't lose this week, which we haven't said since round two. Frio. <laughs> yes, you've switched over to a quality unit now. No, I meant uh, your beloved North Melbourne. You didn't lose. Yeah, we had, for, we've for, played in a bye. You can't it, lose well, in a bye, just, I'm sure you enjoyed your weekend a little more. Uh, and, no, we're getting off track here. I had I had to pot the ruse given the grilling the Saints copped. But, uh, no, look. Hang on. No, you didn't. The Saints played poorly. They deserved everything they got. My poor <laughs> no, club's done wrong. nothing. 
No, that, that's true, but you didn't lose, so I'm just pointing out a positive for you. It's a good week. Do you know West Coast almost jumped us on the ladder? Is, is that true? Did they it's get a little percentage back? One percent difference now. Bloody hell. Um, well, the, the, yeah, like I said, this game will do it. Three goals in it, uh, you know, a couple of kicks in it really late in that last quarter. Uh, I mean, yeah, we mentioned Tomahawk uh, kicking the 700, which is a, a great statement. But were you happy with uh, the Cats' performance in this one? Uh, if this was the last week before finals, you wouldn't be happy with the performance in a lot of ways. But going over to Perth, it hasn't been a happy hunting ground for them in years, in recent years. Um Getting the win, that's just critically important. As I said, other teams didn't in the eight, and now the Cats sit in the top four. And if you pick someone, if you didn't know that, and you just pick someone and said, oh, you know, who's a general footy fan, so how do you reckon the Cats are going this year? But, oh, yeah, up and down. Now they'll probably play finals. Well, they're in the top four. Finals yeah. started today, they'd have a double chance playing the Lions, who we think are suspect in finals. So, like, I'm just, I'm just saying, it, it's critically important. Their percentage is healthy. It's better than the rest of the competition outside the top four. Um, you could pick apart things in this game, and interestingly enough, the, these playing West Coast is where some of these teams have gotten their percentage. Um, this is sort of a, part of the challenge. This was a 1992 Premiership reunion for West Coast. They had three or four of the 2018 premiership side back in. There's a lot of they emotion. Like- There's a big build-up. You know, all the boys are back. Every chance for the Eagles to come out firing as, as much as they can. And the Cats sort of dealt with it, absorbed the pressure, and and winning footy is good footy at, at, at this stage. It's not just a mid-season lull for the fans with the bye weeks. It's the same for the clubs. You've got to get through, just keep playing, just get through, get the wins, don't get injured. And they managed to do that. So I'm giving it a tick. Now, I know you might have a predetermined grade if it wasn't over 80 points. It's a coordinator job. But just just bigger picture this for me, Tom. No, no. Well, yeah, that's tricky then because I haven't done that. But, uh, look, I'll give the Cats a shout-out. Good to see Cam Guthrie getting back to his All-Australian levels. He was enormous in this game. And they've just brought back Sam Menegola, who just adds another... I guess another bit of depth to their midfield, which is always handy. So, uh, it, yeah, it enjoyed that from them. Tyson Stengel is having a really under-the-radar year. I mean, he's kicked another three. He's just... He's not like a one or two a goal a game small forward. He is actually kicking your threes and fours. So, yeah, he, he's just really reinvigorated his career, which is awesome to see. Um yeah, you did mention the 92 reunion. I don't know what you think about this, but I was listening uh, on the radio and uh, Billy Brownless has rocked up to that 92 reunion as a member of the losing side. I think they paid him some cash to turn up, but have you ever heard of something like that, the opposition coming to re- your reunion? I'm picturing you wouldn't exactly go to any uh, Ashburton or Sandy reunions uh, given given the grannies you played in, so it's a bit of a strange one, that one. Yeah, I don't think many under thirteen sides have reunions time <laughs> either. But uh, um, it, that did surprise me. But it makes a lot of sense. If if a players are happy to go, it sort of adds up that. Yep, he's going to have plenty of stories to tell and everything else. Um, Is there a, a length of time where you know you you're just sort of at peace with the loss and it's it, you know you're not bitter and twisted about it? 
I mean, what are we talking, 30 years? Uh, I, I can't imagine going to a, an 09 reunion anytime soon, I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah. Not well, that I was involved, obviously, but, uh, you know, if I was a player. I mean, it, are you going to a 98 reunion? I, I, Tom, I'm a, I'm a humble podcast host, <laughs> so I wouldn't ever dream of venturing to that territory. Uh, it, it just depends on who you are and what your situation is, and... Some people can be terribly at peace with their career and go, yep, we gave it our all, didn't win that day. Yeah, it still hurts, but look, that doesn't matter. Life goes on. I've got kids and family now. Other well, people hold on to it like that's the most important thing that's ever happened to me. That loss is an actual personal insult, and I will not talk to any of the opposition players to this day, which I think is Barry Stoneham for the yeah. Cats in that 92 flag. <laughs> that's right. Uh, loss. So... Uh, and, I mean, Billy's known for a cashy, so that doesn't yeah, surprise me either. Get over to Perth, get this, get that. I'm um, going to be back two years in for the 94. Yeah, that's reunion, right. I believe. He, he can rock into that. Uh, yeah, nice little yeah, segue. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're great things, uh, premiership reunions anyway. Um, back to the footy. Um, you know, really, really happy with the Eagles. I mean, yeah, they lost Kelly to illness. McGovern's gone mid-game. Uh, you know, they they just found a way to get on the scoreboard and, yeah, and keep this one. I mean, it drifted out to about four goals, I think. But, you know, they straightened it up and they've walked away with 18 points. So given, you know, that massive streak of 50-plus point losses that they had, uh, this is a massive, massive tick uh, for the Eagles. So um, you can talk predetermined grades, but I was more impressed with the Eagles. So it's... a uh, a pass for the Eagles and a fail for the Cats, who missed a ton of percentage playing this bottom side. Uh, it doesn't matter where it is. If you're a... I know they're in the top four somehow. Nice little GMHBA boost there. Uh, they're sitting pretty, uh, but they could have added five to seven percentage points, and that that's missed. So it's going to come down to that at the end of the year. As a well, Cats fan, could, you probably want that. They've still got 10% on the rest of the sides in the eight below them, so... I'm saying it could be 15 and then you shut the door. That's a whole game that they have to jump. So missed opportunity. I'm, that's just my personal view, Seb. I know you have your large perspective grade. What are you going to give the Cats? No, it's a double pass. Double I, don't, pass. I don't really want to fail a win. A win is a win. I can tell you right now, it'd be nice to have a win. Um, so I am... I'm definitely, I'm definitely passing them. Um, and just little side note, I'm, I'm jumping on a Cats podcast in a couple of weeks to talk. Oh, that's why uh, you haven't North Cats into them. Jeez. Uh, just in the in the lead up to the Ruse, the the Ruse Cats down at GMHBA. Where, gee, I hope we kick more than one goal in that game. Like it was oh. last time I was down there. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, what's an? Are there any more games? Did they play yeah, any more? What was that? It, it? It gets pretty bare from here. I mean. I mean, if you enjoy goals, then you would have enjoyed the Saturday night game. Um, Did this you know, game actually happen? This game actually happened. I'll Did tell anyone you. Does attend? Was anyone well, there to witness it? I hear the crowd was about six thousand. Six thousand two hundred and eight. I've got it here in front of me. Uh, that's low know. for a Saturday night anywhere. Uh, I mean, even an NRL game wouldn't be pulling that kind of numbers. So that that's concerning. Uh, they've fallen a long, long way. These two clubs from that twenty sixteen prelim that. I guess started a little mini rivalry, and and the AFL floating fixtures it's banked a on that factured rivalry now. Well, and we're seeing that play out now with six thousand in, in the house for this one. Um, but yeah, 
massive airtime for it on the Saturday night as well. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking the floating fixture. They've When you've got a six-game round and, and there's some thin games in there, but, you know, Port Sydney might have been a bit more interesting. But anyway, uh, thank goodness it was a shootout for those that uh, watched it. There was bags galore in this one. Norton 5, Waitman 5, Toby Green 7, 125 to 105. It was a bit of a throwback, that scoreline. It was. I, I was stunned at the amount of goals kicked. And, and it, to be honest, the Giants haven't been going well this year. And it just it glorifies the Dogs' problems. They can't defend. And they were just able to kick more goals than the, the Giants did. But um, it's two, two bottom eight sides playing off. <laughs> that, that's really what it was. I mean, to have... It, it's so rare for a player to kick five goals in a game. We've got three players in the same game that all kicked five. Two fives and a seven. Do yeah. You know, like, a, it just, I didn't mind personally seeing that, but it, it's not exactly a September resume item to have uh, like that kind of score kicked against you. Both sides, really. Oh, yeah. Well, there's the school of thought you can sit back and watch it and go, yeah, well, that's great. It's great to watch. If your team's doing it, drives you absolutely nuts. Yeah. So you can't have you can't have free flowing high scoring kick goals everywhere every, everywhere and then your team can stop it and it's great. That's not how the world's going to work. So you've either got to have free flowing everywhere or you know teams playing some level of of defense um to use the American term but look it was a in this one it's I and I didn't mention the cats they jumped out with a third quarter burst as well following the power that's just basically what the dogs did. Little five-goal bursts in the third quarter, and and that was enough. They kept them at bay. So the old premiership quarter alive and well in this round. Uh, yeah, that that was all they needed. I did see. So Tim English has had an awesome game. He's getting enormous praise. I saw on the AFL website they're comparing him to uh, Max Gorn, or he's the heir to the Max Gorn throne. Let's not forget that Big Prusy did go down in this one, and he had a, a fair night in the ruck, but. I think he's got to uh, take a few more scalps before he's at anywhere near the Max Gorn conversation, well, uh, let alone funny, level. It's funny you should say that. I saw Tim English last week. This is no yeah. word of a lie. I saw him at Woolworths. <laughs> Jeez, he's oh. tall. Well, yeah. You, he is you, tall. You well, off the top of my head, he's well. He's at least 200 plus, mid 205 maybe. 207, Tom. 207, there you go. He is huge. That, that's but presence about him, no presence though, Seb. Does he does he have the frame? Because I think that's the query on him. Is he's nice as a as a big man? Oh yeah, I'm telling you, it was a dark car park, and this this huge man's walking along, <laughs> but he's got his blonde hair, and yeah, I, yeah, no, nah, no presence. Not yeah, there you go. That. So yeah, so we might be getting him ahead of ourselves, putting him in that kind of conversation. That's off the AFL website, by the way. Do you way, want to so. talk about getting ahead of yourself for Ruckman signing deals over in WA? That was a very specific thing. Um, apparently, Luke Jackson's <laughs> been offered ten point five over seven by Frio. Jeez, that is huge. That with, is ludicrous to pay with, him that much money. With Big Sean Darcy probably taking the number one spot too. Yep. He'd be mad if he doesn't take it. If that's true, he's gone. Because Melbourne can't match that. But they Is must see him a, as a forward. They must see him as a forward. Yeah, there you go. There's uh, well, I mean, they, I mean, Taberner's in and out of the Freo side, but they look. He's not going to hurt him if they uh, add him in. That's for sure. That's probably a Peter Bell special. That one. He uh, 
interesting off-field career, Peter Bell, after some of his trade week uh, magic. So, geez, that's that's big. I mean, what? Yeah, <laughs> Peter Bell's one of the few ex-North Melbourne players I want to come back to the club. He's doing great things over there, Tom. Oh, I know. I've, I've just, uh, I think, yeah, a few of those. I think he paid a premium for Hogan and then let him walk. Basically, that you know. I guess they won that Brayshaw deal. It, look, go back oh, and look can, at his uh, go back trade and career. Trades, but that's not. That is what it is. He's not the only. He, he might be the the main man. He's not the only one who makes those decisions. The coaches oh, come into you, it. Look at you standing up for it. Where was this? When he, he was robbed of that ninety nine Norm Smith. I'll tell you that. But um, back to the, this game at uh, at Giant Stadium. I I, oh, yeah, I sorry, can't really it give it anything but a double pass. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, I, I could pass them both. I could fail them both for letting so many goals go through, but I'll pass them both. It was acceptable. But, but appreciated by the Giants fans. Um, well, yeah, you could be. I reckon. To... I reckon six thousand of those tickets were given out for free, just <laughs> quietly. School, school holiday sort of deal. Commonwealth game style. Yeah, just get just get giving them out there. the tickets. Yeah. Wow. Well, so. You would think you could be forgiven for thinking the round uh, finished there, but three twenty game on a Sunday, uh, not on Channel Seven. This one, uh, even they didn't want to show it, but uh, the the Suns have saluted against the Crows. Well, see, you uh, say that by plenty. It, it would have been on Channel Seven in Queensland. Oh well, I think that's good to hear. That's good for the game. Good for their growth. Yeah, so it, it did. Have I don't know why I'm complaining. Like I, I, I didn't. I, well, I would have loved to have uh, seen more of it than I did, but uh, it would have been nice on free to air. But um, good to hear it going into the the northern states. That's probably <laughs> as nice as I can get on this one. But <laughs> no, look, they came at them, the Crows. They, I think they got it back to a couple nah. of kicks late, and they kicked away the Suns, and and nah. they've put on a good score for themselves while keeping Adelaide reasonably low. So the the Crows came back a little bit in that third quarter when the Suns were down a couple of rotations. Um, but the Suns are better. They've kicked eight goals in the last quarter to really slam home the fact that they are serious about playing finals. Um, and well, look, Have they learned how to win the Suns? That, that's the thing I'm looking at. I mean, this is a usually a point of the year where they have actually... They've packed it in a month ago and they're not saluting too much. But they're... What is this now? Three or four in a row? I, I don't maybe know. Could, I don't have could that be more. Handy, so Tom. they're they on a well. They, no, nah, well, they didn't win last week. <laughs> didn't lose. Um, well, what have they got? They beat your boys uh, round twelve. Beating the Hawks round eleven. Uh, lost, lost to the, the dogs. dogs in round ten. So yeah, well, three in a row. I guess that's pretty solid by their standards. But I, I'm genuinely thinking they're learning how to win because this is the kind of game where you'd be like, yeah, look. It's at home. Adelaide aren't flying. They should win this. And in previous years, they find some way to lose it by five or six goals. But, you know, they're winning and they're winning well. It's They didn't sneak by in this one in the end, did they? No, no. They they played well, played together. Um, I mean, I saw Isaac Rankin mark one sort of 15 outside angle. He gave the Joe the Goose handball to the bloke over the top so he could get a goal. He, he sort of, I think he's coming into his own a little bit. Um, I mean, Rory Leeds had 42 of the most meaningless possessions you'll ever see. 
Oh, meaningful for you. I'm pretty sure he's a staple in your uh, Supercoach Ultimate Footy teams. He seems to find his way to your sides most years, so is, you Tom. kept an eye on him. Look at, look look at the heat map. All yeah, on this bloody... That's the, that's the, that's the back, back flank. flank. Yeah. All on this little back flank. He's 30 handballs. Like, yeah, well... well he's, yeah, he's wow. gone 81%, sorry. He's probably the best in the comp. He's gone 81%. Um, and look, the Suns had... This is interesting. I sort of potted the Giants dogs game for this, but this would be concerning for Adelaide. Ainsworth, Rankin, Casbolt, Choll all kick three. Um, Flanders, Holman have kicked two each. So what's that? That's fourteen of your eighteen goals to six players. I know people say you want to spread, but if you can get guys kicking two or three, they get their confidence up. Um, that's also another way you can sort of sort of attack it. Um, well, that's their whole forward line just functioning, basically. Like, that's yeah. sort of what the AFL has moved towards, is you'd rather, you know, your whole forward line kick two each and, and you kick, what, 12 out of that, and then you'd rather that over, you know, a 10-goal and two ones. So it's basically the ultimate game from a forward line in modern footy. It is, it is. It's, it's more about the multiple avenues to goal rather than the spread of goal kickers this, in this day and age. It doesn't matter who kicks them, so long as it's coming in different ways and keeping the, the defenders accountable. Um, did you catch a controversy around Took Miller? No, I didn't uh, quite see that one. What so he's had 24 me? touches in the same game multis. I don't know if he's over or under, but it was 25 plus, and there is vision of him getting a handball out that he hasn't been credited by champion data. Oh, um, really? The controversy going around and you know, integrity and betting and everything else, and all these bets have been deemed losers because it says he's had 24 on the, uh, and depending on which radio station you listen to, on the Dan's or the Carlton Draft or whatever the sponsor is of the scoreboard. <laughs> the gemstones, um, yeah. Yeah, he said, he said 24, so no actual controversy from Took, but just the way his stats were recorded. <laughs> um, but well, that, well that, that does go to an integrity thing because I guess this is you know, a reason your uh, neutral observer would watch this game would be for a super coach or or, or whatnot. It's in our age group, I guess, our demographic. I suspect it'll get overturned or he'd be credited with the stat later because they do often adjust sort yeah. of the next day. So I suspect they'll do that. But just, like, overall, the Suns were well in control and then had a couple of injuries. The fact they managed to steady themselves and then come out and win, win and win well... Um, yeah, they've won by 43, not just got over the line by two or three goals, which is, again, a sign they're improving. Um, but Adelaide have had Laird, Dawson and Crouchall with 30-plus, obviously Laird with 42. Then Anderson's had 28. Then the next three leading possession getters are Crows. It's just a lot of meaningless stats. And, well, you know, that's what it looked like to me. around, just... doing nothing. Yeah. Um, the Crows have had 195 handballs to 108 for the Suns. The kicks are... Just, five kicks between them difference but the, the Crows have gone almost one to one kicks to handballs whereas the, Swan, uh, the Suns have gone two to one kicks to handballs so I think the Suns sort of played a little bit better footy a little bit more direct um, and yeah look, they they could be the team that and I, I keep saying I think they might get into the eight I think the draw says they might get there because they've got games against um, a lot of the bottom sides which I'm going to get up at the minute but they could be the Essendon of 2021 and get in with a soft draw, start believing some hype, and then get a real reality check next year. Um, yeah, well, that's look, that could be accurate. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, it, it also could be the making of them as as a as a club potentially. You know, oh, they'll never be a club. They're a soulless, <laughs> soulless corporation down there. Um, oh, we'll g- give them something to at least uh, keep a few. I'm of the giving them plenty. Interested. I talk I talk about them for a long time on this podcast. We despite do give the them fact a lot they're of irrelevant. Uh, Port Adelaide and Adelaide, they could win that. Yeah, could win that. Collingwood up there, That's Richmond up there. Up there. They'll yeah. win both of those. Essendon down here, interesting. Yeah, that's... Brisbane yeah, up there, don't like their no. chances. West Coast up there, they'll win by 70. Uh, Hawthorne in Tassie, don't know. Uh, I don't think they win that one. Geelong up there. They, they have been known to stun the Cats up there. They play North down here in round 23. Jeez, wouldn't you love that? If they're going for finals and your boys could, in Noble's last game, rise and win that one. Oh, I'll be very concerned if that's his last game. He should be <laughs> long gone. They haven't announced uh, it. I thought they were going to announce it this week. Um, I give the Suns a distinction, and I give the Crows a fail. Did want to yeah. see the coordinator, but might just hold, because didn't think much of the Crows coming in. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I mean, yeah, Adelaide's not a huge scalp, so you know, you're know you not getting into HD. And Look, it was better than the past, because you know I thought... Two, if you can't three goal win, them. yeah, yeah. But you give them a seven goal win, you'll you'll take that from them. So, now nah, they're yeah, well and truly coming, and and we keep giving them air time because look, there is just uh, something's got to go right soon for them. Just I guess in their history, so that's it's potentially exciting for them. Uh, we'll obviously keep track of that, but there's the round set. So now we can get into it. The big round fifteen. We've we've finished the buys. Given our grades, bring on the home straight, really, uh, the yep. last third of the year. Thursday night footy, second versus first at the MCG. Could this be a grand final preview? Yeah, 100% it could. I'm, I'm hoping uh, the D's fans can get there in big numbers and, and you know, pack out the G. Uh, oh, you'll get 13,000 there. Thursday time night of the year cold. for them. But no, <laughs> no, no. Um, can I ask you a question about the D's? Yeah. I know you've been big on them going undefeated. Well, no, I'm um, just feeding you back what I've been hearing from oh, the fans that I know. Right. Um, you, you're a big fan of Joey Montagna? Obviously, yep. like this stuff as a player. Um, yeah, no, he... You know, well, it, was, it was questionable that day break. against Brisbane where he kicked it 85 metres across ground. It went out of bounds. He was pinged for deliberate. Yeah, I'm very still shaking my head about that still one. Still haunts but, us. Uh, um, he said, he doesn't think it's likely, but he said Melbourne could miss the eight. Jeez, is his, that's, is that's his a... position in the media up for grabs? Is that why he's resorting to a shock jock level? Well, uh, he might uh, have statement. just gotten a, the phone number of Kane Corns who's just fed him, you've got to go with a headline, mate. That you, They're going to forget about you, and he's just gone with that, because that, that's all it could be. That uh, is, on, I mean, Get off my um, man Kane. Corn, no, well, yeah, I'm a big fan of Corn. Um, I, 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 I hope I'm wrong. Because if they, if they missed the eight this year after I spent all last year making fun of them and they won the flag, <laughs> then I don't know. Maybe D's fans have to slip me a 50 to have a go at them every week. I don't know if you're that superstitious, but I'm happy to do it. Yeah, um, I know. Well, yeah, you I just good can't watch. see them. I can't see how they go from being talked about as undefeated to losing, missing the finals. It's actually, I think, an ill-informed comment because, you know, well, they've had 10 wins. 13 gets you in the eight. I think they've got three wins in them in this back half of the year. They play um, Adelaide, Port Adelaide and the Dogs. They, they'll get it. They could get into... Yeah, they could be a finals lock 
by the next month. So, yeah, there's shock jock comments and then there's that. So I think you might have to lift Joey. That's uh, that's not great. Um, yeah, I mean, he is up against what Nathan Brown, who has uh, said he enjoyed the forward craft of an Adelaide player who wasn't playing. So they probably need a little polish up there, I think, a little mid-season break. Uh, or they can come on this show and refresh them. We've got great takes as well, Seb, but um, that's not a great one from uh, from Joey. It, it's not. Um, can I give you a live mailbag? We just got nine minutes ago. <laughs> Hit me hot off the press. A lot of podcasters. Don't know why he's referred to us as that, but we'll take it. Gold Coast have been sneaking along quite well this season. Well, this is why I'm bringing up the question because we yeah. just spoke about it. Do you think they will finish above the Saints? From Gaza 5, except the name on the message is Rory. So I don't know if it's Gaza 5, but anyway. Oh, that's do a, you that's think a, that's possible? I do. That's a classic loaded Discuss. question there. Uh, well, I mean, you do your live ladder with, with our I will do run it. home. I will have do we got? it. We got, have we, we've only got one game on the Suns at the moment. So, yeah, look, which Saints are we going to get? Are we going to get the team that beat Frio in their home deck and... Geelong at Marvel, or are we going to get the team that lost to Collingwood and the Bombers? It's uh, We've got to work it out. So I still think we'll win more than the Suns. Uh, I think you can trust the Saints a bit more than the Suns, uh, and I'm confident in that statement. But uh, That could be looking, true, but the Suns' draw is much more manageable. It is. So, yeah, look, they've got a peg one win. So, look, it could right. go close. So, We're really rating the Suns, though, off a good month. So they've got to prove it for the rest of the year. I'm uh, rating them off their draw, but um, it, we'll see. Um, we will absolutely see. I'm going to do a live ladder. Not a live ladder, a prediction ladder. What do you call it? Yeah, well, ladder predictor. Ladder predictor. Yep. I, I don't do it. I do it once a year, Tom, just to sort of work out the last month of the season to then sort of <laughs> work out which teams I need to watch and which teams I don't. It's a uh, task at this point of the year, I'll tell you that, because there's, there's still, what, Well, especially if you want the footy. margins in. Yeah, exactly. You don't just yeah. sit on the twelve point wins. You go, no, no, percentage will do this. Because um, I think I've, I, I still think I could do it and get north in somehow. I hey, mathematically, you're close. still in it. Um, <laughs> That's the beauty to, of it, mate. Have yeah. fun, have fun. Get your boys in there. If you can get the ruse in there, we'll we'll uh, we'll run with it weekly. I'll get us in on ten wins. <laughs> <laughs> At a bit of percentage. Oh, yeah, we need a big percentage. Um, no, no, I'll, I'll do that. We'll come back to it and. The Suns, I think this will happen. The Suns will finish ahead of the Saints. Ben is the better king. And <laughs> oh, it'll be happy days on the podcast. Well, for half of the uh, and, uh, half of the uh, hosting. Uh, that's a fair question, loaded question. Uh, enjoying it on the way to work. I mean, I'm glad he's probably, well, he pro- at this hour, if he's sending them through, he hasn't pulled over his car and sent it through. But uh, we, we love a mailbag. For, uh, and if it's going to pop the Saints, I don't care. Bring it. We'll answer it. But I do think he's wrong and the Saints will get above the Suns. Uh, you can call me out on that in that pre-finals buy. Are we getting that again this year? Bloody hell. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what Gil's doing. Um it's his baby and he's off, so maybe we can get rid of it. Yeah, uh, that'll that'd be, be good. Day. Um, I think we've gone on long enough. We've done six games, three of which were probably below par, but <laughs> we still we still ticked over an hour. Tom, I appreciate your company. I appreciate everyone who listened. Have you got a final word for our viewers or readers? 
<laughs> no, we love the great game. It's getting to that point of the year. You know, we're in the depths of winter, but we come out of that into the September and spring. So do your predicted ladders, get your tipping in, listen to us, and, and we'll bring you home in this back half of the year. I can't wait for it.